Welcome to another episode of Football 360. I'm your host, Kareem Timbers. And on today's podcast, going to break down the NFL draft. If you didn't get a chance to watch the NFL draft last week, I think it was one of the best NFL drafts in quite some time. I think a lot of teams got better overall. Uh, you had five quarterbacks selected in the first round. A lot of good athletes um, obviously drafted. Um, so we got, we got a lot of news to talk about, so let's get right to it. First off, NFC North, uh, my hometown Chicago Bears finally did the unspeakable. I talked about it last week on the podcast about them moving up um, in the first round to draft a quarterback. My thought was initially Trey Lance. I didn't think they had a chance to get Justin Fields, so I'm very excited they got Justin Fields. Um, ultimately, I believe Justin Fields is the best quarterback coming out of college in this draft. Um, obviously, his name was kind of dragged through the mud a little bit um, during the NFL draft process, but at the end of the day, he was selected by the Chicago Bears as our new franchise quarterback, and I'm very excited about that. Uh, the Bears also went and got Oklahoma State standout offensive tackle Tevin Jenkins at number 39. Tevin Jenkins, if you had a chance to watch this kid on film um, as an offensive lineman, this is how the position is meant to be played. Physical, uh, clean between the whistle, but if you get a chance, he, he's blocking guys and driving them down the field into the Gatorade. Okay, take them, take them to the sideline and to the cheerleaders on the sideline. You can't teach that. Okay, you can teach a guy to, to block someone, but to have that dog mentality to play this game, um, some guys you either have or you don't. Okay, and Tevin Jenkins, hey, welcome to Chicago. Uh, the Bears obviously needed to address the offensive line uh, with the, the, the debacle of the offensive line the last few years. Uh, Kyle, Long, uh, Kyle Long retiring. Um, coming back out of retirement to join the Chiefs. You had Charles Long with the left tackle for the Bears, who has been atrocious the past few years, uh, giving up you know so many penalties every game. He's finally gone. Uh, the Bears did move up and draft another uh, tackle, Larry Borm, to help that offensive line when it got running back, Virginia Tech running back, Khalil Herbert. North Carolina receiver, Das Newsom, who, who, who's a uh, receiver who can help out in the slot as well as in the return game. And then they got Oregon cornerback Thomas Graham Jr., okay? This kid was one of the top uh, uh, defensive backs in the country a little over a year ago, set out last year due to COVID, but just has natural ball skills, uh, great instincts, and, uh, and he's going to help out in that secondary, uh, losing um, uh, the, the veteran all-pro uh, Kyle Fuller, okay? And the Bears got defensive tackle from BYU, um, Tunga, okay? who's going to help out on that defensive line. Moving, so the Bears draft grade, I give the Bears an A. Matt Nagy, Pace, the GM, finally got it right. Okay, so um, we're moving in the right direction there. The NFC East, my top, some of my top teams. NFC East, I think overall in that conference, they had some really good draft grades. I give the Dallas Cowboys an A. The Cowboys needed to address that atrocious defense. Uh, they, were, they were terrible last year. It was like it was like the Red Sea. Um, anybody, you know, was was uh, exposing the Cowboys last year with that terrible defense, but they addressed that right away, drafting uh, All-American linebacker, the best linebacker in the draft, Micah Parsons, the 12th overall pick. All right. They also drafted cornerback uh, Kelvin Joseph from Kentucky with the number 44 pick. He, he's a, a, a stud athlete at the corner position. He's going to plug and play right away. 
They also got the DN Chauncey Golston of Iowa. Golston's got a motor, so he's going to help get up to that quarterback. And then also like another pick they had, Jabril Cox um, out of LSU, linebacker. It's also going to help uh, with the depth of that, that linebacker crew. You know, you got Sean Lee retiring. Uh, Vanderish has had so many injuries. I, I don't think he's going to be on the roster by the time camp starts with the neck injuries and hasn't been healthy. Okay. Um, they got an, uh, the Dallas Cowboys got another cornerback from Oregon State, Nashawn Wright, drafted offensive tackle for Marshall, Josh Ball, uh, Stanford receiver, Simi Fihoko. Okay. And, and a few other guys. Moving on, the New York Giants, also in that same division, got better. Uh, I give their draft grade an A as well. They drafted the speedy standout receiver, Kadarius Tony. Okay, from Florida, I thought the Washington football team was going to pick him up, but the Giants said, you know what, we're going to we're going to pick him up, and that's going to help out a little bit, take some pressure off Daniel Jones and the return of uh, all-pro running back Saquon Barkley. They also went and drafted Georgia outside linebacker Aziz Ululari. Ojulari. Um, he's physical. He makes plays. So he should he should be able to, to be a day one starter coming out. And then also like the uh, the cornerback from University of Central Florida, Aaron Robinson. A good tackler, always around the football. This kid's just always around the football, forcing fumbles, uh, jumping on a loose ball, interceptions. He's a playmaker. Okay. Um Moving on, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Got to give the Eagles a, a, another good draft grade, grade A as well. They drafted the uh, Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith, out of Alabama. Okay. And they also drafted the offensive lineman, um, Landon Dickerson, out of Alabama with the number 37 overall pick, who should be a day one. He should be a day one starter. And then I also like the DN, Milton Williams, out of Louisiana Tech. Long arms, long range. The kid's got a lot of potential. Uh, I think he's, he's, if he, he can stay healthy, he's going he's gonna to be a stud for the Philadelphia Eagles over time, okay? Moving on, NFC South, the Atlanta Falcons. Man, you know, they kind of remind me of the greatest show on turf. They just drafted um, the best pass catcher in the draft, as I stated before, Kyle Pitts. Talked about him a lot um, and during season two of the podcast. So I give the, the Atlanta Falcons an A+. Kyle Pitts. You, you can't, you gotta have to double team the guy. You still have Julio Jones. There's rumors that Julio Jones might be leaving Atlanta, but if Atlanta's smart, you're gonna keep future Hall of Famer Julio Jones around, okay? And then they also got um, safety Richie Grant from University of Central Florida, who's a stud, who's a playmaker. So he, he should be a, a plug and play day one starter. Drafted a few other guards, defensive linemen, cornerbacks, receivers, and also uh, Frank Darby. Frank Darby went late, late in the draft, but He's a stud receiver. Okay, so be able to look out for Frank Darby to, to add some depth to that, that, that tough receiving core. The number one receiver core in the NFL right now because you still have, as I stated, Julio Jones. You can't, you can't, even if you double team him, he's going to get his. Um, Calvin Ridley, and now you have Kyle Pitts. All right. Moving on, same division. Carolina Panthers. I give them a draft grade A. Why? Panthers got better. They, they got South Carolina cornerback J.C. Horn, okay? Joe Horn's son, I mentioned him last week. He was the number one first corner to come off the board. Actually came off before Patrick Sertain, okay? He's big. He's physical, fundamental. He's going to be a day one starter for the Carolina Panthers. They also got LSU receiver 
uh, Terrace Marshall, okay, junior. He's a stud receiver with all those uh, top receivers that came out of LSU in the last year or so, with Jamar Chase. You got the other young receiver that plays for the Vikings. Um, this guy, he, he's a stud himself, all right? They got better on the offensive line, getting Brady Christensen from BYU. Uh, Tommy Tribble, tight end from Notre Dame, who was in my top five tight ends. And then also Oklahoma State running back Chubba Hub Hubbard, okay? Um, so Hubbard Hubbard uh, was a stud running back at Oklahoma State a couple of years ago. Had a down year, obviously, this year with, with, with COVID and everything going on. Played, but kind of split some time with other running backs. But he's a stud running back. He's going to add some depth to that running attack with uh, Christian McCaffrey returning from injury, okay? Moving on, um, the Los Angeles Rams and the NFC West got a draft grade A. Um, the Rams add a lot of speed to their team, even in the offseason, bringing over Deshaun Jackson back to California, um, you know, where he's from. Then they drafted uh, Tutu Atwell, receiver from Louisville, who's the ultimate speed burner. Uh, Sean McVay is going to find ways to get him the football. Um, I can see him getting anywhere from five to six, eight touches a game. Um, and, and the, yeah, the Rams just got loaded up. Linebackers, defensive tackles, so on and so forth. Moving on, AFC East, the Miami Dolphins draft grade. Give them an A. The Miami Dolphins really got better um, the last few years. Um, Alabama receiver, they got Jalen Waddle, the number six overall pick. Jalen Waddle was a stud receiver at Alabama. Got hurt early in the year with a broken ankle. You really didn't hear much from him. And Devontae Smith, well, the rest is history. But Jalen Waddle actually went off the board before Devontae Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner. The Miami Dolphins also got edge rusher Jalen Phillips from the U. And he's going to stay in Miami and cause havoc um, in the AFC East there. Also, I like the, the, the safety from University of Oregon, Javon Holland, playmaker. Okay. They also got the offensive tackle from Notre Dame, Liam Eckenberg, and tight end Hunter Long who's one of my top five tight ends uh, coming into the draft. All right. AFC North, the Baltimore Ravens needed to address the receiving core. Okay. They brought in Sammy Watkins from the Kansas City Chiefs in the offseason. And they also picked up, as I stated, Rashad Bateman. I had the, the Ravens picking Rashad Bateman um, at the end of the first round, and they picked him up. Stud receiver set out last year due to COVID. Uh Great initial first step, um, great route runner, great hands. He's going to be a, a day one starter right away uh, for the for that Baltimore Ravens offense. Also like the linebacker, Odafi Owe uh, from Penn State. Freak athlete, I think 6'4", 6'5", about 250, 260, running a 4'3", This is unheard of, Okay. Um, so he, he's a freak athlete. I think he's going to be a day one starter, plug and play. You know, the Ravens love their linebackers since the days of Ray Lewis. All right. So he's going to add, add to depth to that linebacking core. And I also like the guard, Ben Cleveland out of Georgia. He had a few other guys that dropped in uh, secondary. Sean Wade. Sean Wade dropped in the draft. Um, he got exposed in the Cowswell playoffs. But he's got some talent. I think with the other veteran corners they have in, in Baltimore, he'd be a probably a nice nickelback. He can come in and help out right away. Um, you got Ben Mason, a tight end from uh, Michigan, going to the Ravens. Um, and, and moving on, okay? We have uh, 
the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns also got a draft grade A. The Browns within the last two or three years are now legit contenders, okay? They drafted the kid um, out of uh, Northwestern, Greg Newsom II, defensive back. Uh, great technique, big corner, makes plays, all right? And they got the linebacker, uh, Jeremiah Owusu Kormoa out of uh, Notre Dame. This kid's lights out. He, you can line him up anywhere. He can cover in the slot. He can rush the passer. Um, so the Browns, the Browns definitely got better. All right. Also, the same division, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Everybody, like I said, everybody had a pretty good draft. Pittsburgh Steelers got a draft grade A. You have the replacement for Le'Veon Bell and Najee Harris. Similar running style. Uh, pretty shifty. Good athlete. Great pass catcher out the backfield. Najee Harris was the first back taken in the draft. He's going to be a stud, day one starter for um, for the Pittsburgh Steelers out of the University of Alabama. As the Steelers are replacing um, James Conner. Conner's now with the Arizona Cardinals. Penn State um, tight end Pat Freemuth. Steelers picked him up. So he's going to stay in the Pennsylvania area and, and make plays there. We, we know uh, the Steelers like their tight ends. And also the uh, Kendrick Green Center from University of Illinois, picked up by the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's going to help out and replace replace Ponzi, the veteran Ponzi. Okay. Now moving to the AFC South. The Jacksonville Jaguars got an A minus grade, but I still give them an A because they had, they had so many holes on that team that they needed to address. The draft Trevor Lawrence, as we already knew, with the number one overall pick. Then they went back and got his teammate, four-year starter, teammate Travis Etienne, who's a legit stud. Reminds me of Alvin Kamara a little bit. Do it all running back. Makes plays. They got cornerback Tyson Campbell from Georgia. He's he's legit. He makes plays. And then also the offensive tackle, Walker Little, okay, to help out in that offensive line, amongst a few other guys. Moving over to the AFC West, the Los Angeles Chargers. I give them a draft grade A. They got a guy, another office lineman that has that dog mentality that just beats up on guys. Uh, technician on offensive line, a kid out of uh, the Chicagoland area, Northwestern, uh, Rashawn Slater, number 13th overall pick. Okay, to help out uh, the young quarterback, Herbert. And then you went and got uh, Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, from Florida State. He's going to be a day one starter at the corner position. His dad was all pro. Dad was a stud in the beginning of that uh, New England Patriots dynasty run. And um, so, yeah, they, they, they've gotten better. And then the NFC West, uh, like I stated, um, NFC West, the Rams, man. The Rams got 2-2 two, 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 two at well, so he's, he's going to ball out. Moving on, moving forward here, okay? So it's an interesting trend I see, I noticed with the NFL with the draft this year, and it's all about, you know, chemistry. Um, the NFL has changed. Okay, but one thing that hasn't changed is the speed. Speed is an X factor in the game of football. Okay, if you're spreading teams out, it's, it's a chess match, and you want to get your fast guy on someone that's not as fast and as quick, and you want to get your elite athletes the ball in space. Okay, if you haven't watched the Kansas City Chiefs, you know the Chiefs, they're the best in the NFL doing that. Other teams are seeing what the Chiefs are doing, so they're looking to do the same thing, right? But this is a new NFL trend here, college teammate draft connection, okay? So wide receiver Jamar Chase from LSU was drafted in the first round by the Cincinnati Bengals to, to team up with his former college teammate, 
Joe Burrow. Okay, they had a record-setting season at LSU back in 2019 when LSU won the national championship. So that's instant chemistry, camaraderie right there. That's going to help that Bengals uh, passing attack. Wide receiver Devontae Smith was drafted in the first round by the Philadelphia Eagles to team up with his former college quarterback, Jalen Hurts at Alabama. Once again, team chemistry, instant chemistry. Wide receiver Jalen Waddle was drafted obviously in the first round by the Miami Dolphins to team up with his former college teammate, Tua Tahaviola at the University of Alabama. So those guys are going to do their thing in, in, in Miami. And then the Jaguars, as I stated, drafted Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne. I believe they were the first two teammates drafted in the first round by the same team in NFL history. Okay. These guys were both four-year starters at Clemson. They, they, they Besides, obviously, Deshaun Watson put Clemson on the map. But Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne carry that torch over the last few years and were four-year starters. And they're going to be day one starters in Jacksonville. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen there. And now switching gears to other notable news came out that actually the day of the draft, Aaron Rodgers, the future Hall of Famer, uh, best quarterback in football, uh, in my my humble opinion, from a skill standpoint. Um, He's not happy in Green Bay. Okay. I'm a Bears fan, so I'm actually happy about the situation, to be honest with you, Uh, because Aaron Rodgers has tortured us for years, okay? We have to see the guy twice twice a year. But I'm going to go down a, a brief list of reasons why Aaron Rodgers is disgusted with the, the Green Bay Packers organization, okay? Uh, so for several reasons. The Packers drafted quarterback Jordan Love in twenty uh, last year's draft to replace Aaron Rodgers as his future replacement, okay? Head coach Matt LaFleur, decided to kick a field goal in the NFC Championship game last season against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers rather than give Aaron Rodgers an opportunity to go for the fourth down with the game on the line. Okay, you have, a, you have the league MVP, future Hall of Famer, and instead of allowing him to go ahead on fourth down with the go-ahead touchdown score when you're down by, by you know, more than single digits, and you just give the ball back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when your Packers defense haven't didn't stop anybody all day. Okay, so reason to be upset, reason to be disgusted. And then the Green Bay Packers organization have has drafted nine defensive players of the last 10 years. Okay. Of the last 10 years, they drafted nine defensive players. And the one time you draft an offensive player to help out Aaron Rodgers, you draft a guy that you see as his future replacement. That's not what I call a slap in the face. I don't know what to tell you. Okay, so here are some potential solutions for the Packers. As as it's been talked about in in the media and sports media the past week or so, Aaron Rodgers is not, he dislikes the GM, Brian Gutekis. Okay, so fire Brian Gutekis. That might, might, you know, satisfy Aaron Rodgers to some degree. Or, because Aaron Rodgers is looking to hold out right now, you look to trade Aaron Rodgers. Okay, and I think a, a a good team for him and a good fit for him and the team he's actually discussed, he would see himself going to outside of Green Bay would be the Denver Broncos. But the Broncos, they have they have the future draft picks, okay, for the for the Green Bay Packers, all right? So you trade Aaron Rodgers to the Denver Broncos in exchange for two or three first-round draft picks because the, pack, because the Denver Broncos have a, a first-round draft pick that the next three years. Okay, 2022, 2023, 2024, they have first round picks. Or you trade Aaron Rodgers to the, to the Denver Broncos for two first round picks 
and their number one draft pick this year in the draft, Patrick Sertain of Alabama, who's going to be a day one starter. The kid is that good. Okay. Kid is that good. So we shall see what's going to happen uh, with the Aaron Rodgers uh, debacle in Green Bay. Um, he's right. Like I stated, he's upset and rightfully so. Um, I'm going to be honest. Like I said, I, I wouldn't, I would not, I would not miss Aaron Rodgers in the NFC North division. I'll tell you that right now, because without Aaron Rodgers, those are two wins for the Bears every every season right there without Aaron Rodgers in that division. So we shall see what happens. But I appreciate you tuning in. Until next time, I'm your host, Kareem Timbers, signing off at Football 360.